Hey, I'm Drew. And I'm Tim. And this is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In Season 3, Episode 6, we talk with Faith Belt and Mike Weekman about the purpose of art. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Drew Sonnenberg, joined as always by my co-host, Tim Babbler. Tim, how's it going this week? You know, it's been a, it's been a good time. Um, really had great conversations uh, with some former podcast guests, which were able to come together in a roundtable. But I think the way that this came about is is always a fun one, Drew. Uh, you have a warning for some of our, our listeners, don't you? Yeah, yep. I've <laughs> given this warning before, but I'll do it again. Uh if you post something interesting or thought provoking on Facebook, I will ask you to come on the podcast and talk about it. Uh, this is, I believe this is the second time that faith has been on the podcast and both times were because she posted something interesting on Facebook. Uh, this time she was musing or curious about what is the purpose of art. And our, our second guest, Mike had a lot of thoughts. Um, so he was, kind enough to come on as well and share those with us. But a reminder for our listeners, a new thing we're doing uh, now that we started the podcast back up, we have a full uncut video version of our our discussion um, that is available to our Patreon members. So go ahead over to patreon.com slash hearts and hands podcast if you want to check that out. Um, we have them for the last several episodes that we've done here. Um, there's some really good stuff and more really cool stuff coming that you will especially want to see the video of in upcoming weeks. And just a heads up for our listeners, this conversation was quite the the good one and a little bit longer. So this will be part one of two. Make sure you tune in next time for the second half of our conversation. But let's get to the start of that conversation right now. All right. Today, we are excited to welcome back to the podcast, Faith Belt and Michael Weekman. Welcome, welcome back, guys. Hello. Yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> um, for our guests who may not have caught your earlier episodes, could you uh, briefly reintroduce yourselves? Let's start with you, Faith. Yeah, I guess I'm just a, a student currently at the University of Tennessee. I'm studying, to, uh, studying art, studio art. I'm from Tennessee. That's that's about it. <laughs> awesome. And you, Michael? I'm a visual arts teacher at Wisconsin Lutheran High School, and I am an artist. And, yeah, I get to hang out and make stuff and gearing up for uh, what looks to be three murals that hopefully happen in the next three weeks. So about each of them are 16 feet, and I got some students teamed up to, to make some stuff, so... That's a little bit about me, I guess. That's awesome. sweet. Before we get too deep into our question, I, Faith, I wanted to ask you about your uh, little internship you did this summer. Oh, yeah. Could you oh, just give us the brief summary of some of the awesome parts of it? There were so many. I, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I'm finally just back home like two days ago um, from Minnesota, and I was doing an apprenticeship with Jason Jasperson. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was just so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. For one, Jason is... part? Oh, um, well, we'd have tea every day. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and that was amazing. We just would like stop working for a little while and just talk. Like sometimes do play around with like cool ideas or talk about life or art or just random things going on. Talked about movies a lot. It was good. It was so good. <laughs> I'm a big fan of of when creative people interact because there's so much that you can learn and so much that you're passively passing on without you even knowing it. And mm-hmm. I think the interactions between creators is kind of where we get into today's topic. Drew, you want to get into that a little bit? Yeah. So this actually came up because um, Faith posted something on Facebook uh, asking the question, what is the purpose of art? And uh, Michael gave this really big, long answer that has just so much uh, that we can dig into. And that's what I wanted to do today. But to get started, I wanted to ask you, Faith, uh, why, where did that question even come from? How did that come up? <laughs> yeah, um, I think I was like, I, I've been thinking about this for a while because like I'm at a point in my life, like doing college, you're like trying to figure out purpose and self and goals and like trying to be intentional about what you're doing because you want to do something that is good and meaningful. And like, I'm, I'm doing art and like I, last semester, I, it was a little bit of a rough semester. Cause I just was like, I had no ideas. And like, sometimes I was just like frustrated with my inability to create anything. But I, I had some friends who were talking about art and like the power of it. And most of them are like musicians or songwriters there's a lot of crossover, <laughs> uh, but just just talking about like purpose in a general sense and like what we're on the earth to do, and art is like seems to be a very specific way to do that. And then it was just I just did it randomly asking on Facebook like what is the purpose of art because I want to hear what other people think. I'm like slowly forming. I'm trying to articulate it so I can be intentional and deliberate about what I'm in the studio doing. So, yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and read what Michael posted because it's so good. So bear with me because this will take like a minute. Reflecting the ultimate creator, adding beauty rather than destruction, connection, voice, a visual language that helps you speak and listen to others, storytelling, pattern breaking, being open to the unknown, exploration, learning, the mindset of a bird watcher, a task that is based on our trusting in the Lord and taking time to ponder the flowers and the birds, a form of worship, functional, community building. We could probably spend an entire episode talking (laughs) about each single one of those, but uh, is there one that jumps out to either of you that like really resonated with you? I mean, obviously, Mike, all of them, but. Well, I guess, yeah, thanks for reading that. I was like, I hope I don't have to read my own writing. (laughs) And, uh, you know, the nice thing about summertime as a teacher is you get a little bit of time to to think about questions like this. And I have a super strong group of APR students that come up each year and they're constantly questioning, what what am I doing? Like, 
I like doing this. And it's like this transition of turning someone who, you know, enjoys drawing in a sketchbook to someone who can go out and make stuff on a, on the large scale. Um, so they're, they're constantly coming up with these ideas. So I think about them a lot and I, I think it was nice because it was summer, I could actually just randomly respond to, to the post and maybe formulate these ideas in a, I guess not super concise, but sort of concise manner of what my <laughs> thoughts were at. So I, you know, one that like, I was just thinking about before this and there's some that are like more, I guess, clearly defined, but one of my goals for the summer was to ponder the flowers and the birds. And it kind of goes back to the scripture passage where it talks about be anxious for nothing and, and do that. And I felt like when I was reading that scripture passage, it was like a call for artists to be artists because what better way to notice the flowers and the birds than to reflect on them creatively to document them so that other people will notice them and to have an opportunity to really consider our trust in the Lord to provide by making art. I think it's so easy for us to have so many other things that are more important than reflecting on God's creation. But in that process of thinking about those things, we often are not putting our trust in the God to provide and we're trying to be in control. So if, if we are taking and if we're feeling like we're super in control of our own destiny and our own life and we have, you know, so if every moment of our day has to be a certain, you know, thing that we're doing to move ourselves forward, well, does that really put our trust in the Lord? And as an artist, if I can take and say, no, I am going to look at God's beauty and reflect on that creatively, that is enough to do during this time. Because everything's grabbing our attention and our time. And I think as an encouragement to my students, but also to all artists, just it's okay to take time and ponder the flowers and the birds. <laughs> that's that's cool. I like that a lot. I, I did sort of have a question about one of them. You put pattern breaking. And that one, when I first read it, I was like, no, it's not. It's making patterns like <laughs> I, I thought, especially like as a musician like it's all about patterns in my head um like chord progressions or even just the chords themselves are patterns um and so i was like no it's it's making patterns not breaking them so um i think i have an idea where you're going with this but can you expand what did you mean by pattern breaking okay so when there was not too much pattern in my life, I was kind of in a season of transition. So I was going from a non-Wells kind of teaching role where I had a bunch of different things going on. And I knew that wasn't going to be where I wanted to end up. I really wanted to end up at a school like I'm at now. So there weren't patterns in my life. So I reflected and drew patterns for like two and a half years and just kind of exploring patterns. But I think for pattern breaking, the key is going to be just thinking about someone who every day goes to work, comes home, and, you know, maybe they take their dog out for a walk, and then they eat supper, and they just have this pattern of their life that kind of goes forward. And I feel like as an artist, our job is to take that pattern where they've stopped noticing 
the beauty in the world around them because they're just in this cycle of staring at your phone when you wake up, staring at your phone when you go to bed, looking at what other people are doing in their amazing lives, but you're not noticing your own amazing place that you're in. It's so easy to think we need a vacation to some amazing location rather than just like go to the parks in your neighborhood. I think as an artist, our job a little bit, especially as a visual artist, is to break someone out of their pattern to notice the beauty that is in the world that's around them. So I am trying to break someone out of their pattern and notice the tree, the bird, the flower, as we go with the theme that I kind of talked about earlier, <laughs> but also the visual communication that goes in there, right? So, so if I really am looking at my role as an artist, I'm going to be trying to communicate something. So when someone sees it, they should have a response to that communication. And that also breaks you out of your pattern or your scrolling to maybe think about, oh, I wonder what's going on there. That looks different than everything else. Um, or, you know, just like, what's the story here? That looks weird. <laughs> that's that's interesting. I think you've like articulated something that I've been, that I've needed articulated, like the power of art breaking. The power of art is, is its ability to break someone out of a pattern to like uh, make people ask questions or like ask why. Cause I know, I know like it's hard. It, well, it's easy to get into like autopilot zone with life and you need somebody else outside of you to kind of get you out of that cycle. Yeah. So in design, they talk about, you know, basically manipulating the mind through visual design and getting people to stay on your social media stream as long as physically possible is teams and teams of people's jobs. How do we make this look and how do we have the right formula and how do we, you know, get the person to stay on here as long as humanly possible. And I, I think like, so then how do we enter that as Christian artists and and visually have them think about something that's maybe not like the culture of yelling at each other as loud as possible online? And the aesthetic experiences, I guess, the words that I always think about and I talk about in my class. So an aesthetic experience is like if you pour your creamer in your coffee and it swirls around and it's just kind of this beautiful moment where you get lost in it. Or people go to the woods and they have these aesthetic experiences where you just kind of lose track of time and you just kind of get lost in the beauty. So when you're looking at these aesthetic experiences, I think there's people that are focused on doing that and some people that are doing it really well. I mean, I think when you look at this podcast, the guests you're talking to oftentimes are people that are, you know, making things at a very high level and bringing beauty to the point where people are having these experiences that are apart from their everyday life. And how awesome if that can be something that we're focused on in the wells. I feel like something I, I'm thinking of based on what you're saying is when the movie creators put in Easter eggs 
but you have to be looking to notice them, right? You have to know the background. I don't know if I'm a big Marvel fan. I've been watching all of the Marvel series on Disney Plus and everything. I'm not going to do any spoilers, so listeners, don't worry. <laughs> However, Marvel is notorious for putting in Easter eggs. And after every episode or every new movie, I'm like, was that? Did that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then I go on all these message boards and forums and people are saying the exact same thing as me. And it's cool that really that's that becomes a shared experience for us because first of all, if you have no background in knowing anything about the art that was created in this case, the television series or movie, you're not gonna understand the Easter egg. However, those who have taken the time, those who have invested themselves in this specific way now have the chance and opportunity to see something that isn't just surface level. Yeah, for sure. I, <laughs> I, I totally agree. I mean, so I actually have this unique opportunity. I'm finishing my student certification uh, classes through MLC, and I had to create a, a challenge and opportunity presentation for this class. And uh, it was there's 14 different possible options, and then I went with option number 15, which was I want to talk about the visual arts opportunities and challenges in the wells. And uh, I guess one the one thing that I, I, I think is an interesting idea that came from this presentation that I kind of made for the class was Luther spent years translating the Bible into the language of the people that they read, that they can see, it, like so that they could see the truths in scripture for themselves. This was super important to him. And I would argue that the language of the people today is just as much visual as it is written. So we have the challenge in a similar way to Luther's time of finding ways to communicate the message of scripture to people in the language they're most familiar with. So the stories of scripture are ones that people can totally get excited about and can easily, I don't know, get into like you're talking about in previous episode of like the chosen series. Um, but if the production quality is so low, this makes it a challenge. So we have the challenge and calling to work on this and affect this for the better. Yeah. So I think about that. If Luther's perspective was we need to you know make this, content in a language that people would understand. Well, today, even like, if you think about how many people, and this was like the case for me, you know, if we go five years ago, like I wanted to get into scripture more, but I would listen to, you know, 15 hours of podcasts a week, but I would read how little, you know, of actual scriptures. And now these like podcasts are kind of coming, which is great. This is awesome that we're doing this. And I think of that, like how easy is it for us to make these things in a different way or get the material across in new ways? And that's, that's the job of the creatives in the wells is we need to look at translating the scripture messages and, and pushing them to be more accessible to as many people as possible. And I talk about that in my class, and I feel like there's a great upcurrent of people that are focusing on it. And I don't know. I, 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 you know, there's so many ideas that come from that idea of what does that mean? But I guess we need an army. So let's, let's roll. <laughs> 
That wraps it up for the first half of our conversation with Faith and Michael. So be sure to tune in next week for the conclusion of that roundtable. But as always, if you have questions you want answers to, people you want to hear from, or you are an artist working on your next great project, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to us at heartsandhandspodcast at gmail.com or on any social media platform at Wells Creatives. And as we referenced earlier in the episode, if you'd like to gain access to these uncut full-length video uh, versions of these podcasts that are actually released a couple days prior to the audio version, make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash heartsandhandspodcast. Uh, we love the support we've got there so far. We've got a great community we're building. We look forward to continuing to grow that in the future. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.